Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Sounders owner Drew Carey. This week we bring you Brad Sherwood, Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, and Ryan Stiles. This is attempt number two to uh, record this intro because the first time I talked about the weather a whole bunch. It was that awkward Minnesota Midwestern thing. Also something we referenced in the first intro. I said some offensive things about English people. Uh, I mean, offensive, no, no, but also true. Yeah. I, I think the more offensive thing was that accent that you were trying to affect. I don't exactly know what it is. You said that it it's was... My, it's my revenge for Apu. You know, that that's essentially ah. it. Because... Uh, I don't know if our listeners have been keeping up with this whole Apugate. Is it Apugate or is it uh, Apu water or is it... Um... It's just the problem with Apu. That's true. Just That's the, the name of the, the documentary, documentary that yeah. Ari Tanabolu put out. Yes. Um, South Asian comedian has put out a documentary about ch- talking a little bit about uh, why Apu is a problematic character. And a lot of... I haven't watched this documentary. I've read a lot about it, though, and, and a lot about Apu. And I just want to add my little bit of context for the, for everyone listening, which is that when I first came to this country in simpler times, 2004, Apu jokes were pretty much the way everyone got along with me. You know, like, people used the accent when they learned I was from India. And it was just something that I had to put up with with a smile. Today, Matt Gronick came out and said something about people are offended, blah, blah. Nobody took offense until right now or some, 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 something talking about offense. And Hari came out and said, it's not that I'm offended. I'm, it's just something, what is it, irritated and annoyed, I think was the word that he used or basically yeah, a tamer that- word than offense. And I, I, I associate with that very personally because it was never something that was like, wow, you're so terrible for using this accent. But it was kind of like, this is really annoying that this character on this mainstream TV show is misrepresenting me the way I talk and allowing people to mock me in a very casual way. It wasn't something that like deeply affected my life, but it was annoying and and problematic, and it, I think it reduced my culture a little bit. So I I did think it was a little annoying. Yeah, uh, Matt Grady probably definitely didn't come to this issue with any grace or any understanding of what the issue actually was however we should mention that hate area uh, he was on some late night show i don't know if it was colbert it was or colbert, colbert yeah i watched it and go watch that clip because he does say that he is sorry for what he's done and he was willing he's willing to step down as the voice art voice actor for apu um i know he's already kind has been on a few podcasts that i listened that I listen to and he has mentioned that he has talked to hate area in the past but they had lost time touch before the documentary came out and this is one of those things where i'm just like you know you have a bajillion characters in the simpsons is it really gonna hurt the show to just have a be a non-voiced background character from now on the best the best way to do this and this is how hari thought he could kind of remedy the situation which is have hainter's area do a poo in a like an american accent and when people are freaking out like, like no you guys wouldn't like take me seriously unless i had the other accent this is my real accent i was born in I was born in Illinois. There you go. Like that. And that would be, that was, that's, I think that was, I'm pretty sure that was Hari's idea. That would have been funny and also poignant. I think so. And so, so to get defensive about this kind of stuff, and this, this is, I think, the core of the issue when it comes to people's idea of offense is if someone is, is mad at you, why not just listen to them and see what's, what's going to irritating them? And if it's, if it's something so like 
poignant. Just say, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm just going to take care of this. It, it's it's going to be something that we handle on the show. Anyway, let's now get on to talking about that soccer in our first segment, which we call United Passion. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In the United Passion segment, we talk about the United we are most passionate about. It starts with an M and it ends in an Minnesota United FC. Is it Minnesota United FC? There you go. Oh, You're good, nice. good guess. I'm, Five points to Caleb. Why don't you have any points, Colin? Um, I, I didn't realize this was a game. No, All right. This, game. In this episode, <laughs> I'm awarding points. Let me open up a little tally here okay, in Hardwick. Excel. Um, what? Chris Hardwick awards points. Yeah. not In uh, the not defunct at midnight game show. I surprisingly missed that show. I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah. Hmm. I really did. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets points for that comment because I don't know that show. All right, well, let's talk about the fact that uh, Minnesota defeated Houston, who had a <laughs> problem. <laughs> Houston had a had a, had a prop. No, no we know. Okay. It's, yeah. It was kind of we beat understand. to death yeah. in the pregame. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kind well, of. If someone had laughed at that joke, I would have awarded points. But I guess y'all aren't interested in this whole points thing. So I have my dignity, dignity notch. We'll see by the end of the show how many points your dignity is worth. Okay, Kyoto, who I had talked about last week, his name, about how I misread it as Quito, and it was pretty funny in my head, and then I realized it was Kyoto, and that's kind of a really cool name now. Um, He also has a cool playing style down the left where he smokes Carter Manley repeatedly and um, causes lots of problems for Minnesota United, or at least he did in this game. Don't know if he's causing problems for us like outside of this game. Just generally, Kyoto is the guy who's like terrorizing our players' dreams. I don't think that's what happens. You do realize that Kyoto is actually the one that tackled Ethan Finley and Kevin Molina, right? Bum, bum, bum. That, isn't that the segment that we do at the end of this show that we now renamed to Soccer Things? Uh, no, no. There, there's much more juicy gossip coming in there. Okay, all right. Well, Kyoto was causing us a lot of problems throughout the game. 55.1, putting him as the first of three stars. Um, any thoughts on our friend? Yeah, he ran rampant, and Carter Manley didn't have nightmares about Kyoto running at him in his three, in his waiting waiting nightmares about Kyoto running at him uh, and he almost scored an equalizer late in the game mm, yeah. uh, thanks to a great backwards diving save by Bobby Shuttleworth he was not able to but he definitely deserved more from this game Houston was terribly unlucky in this game and Minnesota was shh, 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 very lucky because you did not play well at all in oh this game oh my god he said it lucky bounces went Colin away gets 10 points which is going to that. happen in an MLS season okay we need lucky games I just gift Colin 10 points because you refuse to Yay! accept our team's supremacy okay maybe I should take points away from you. no I'm going to give Colin 10 points for that okay so Minnesota getting pretty lucky I, I happen to concur actually um, in that oh, we didn't oh, necessarily okay. play no, five that Five points great. away from you, Notch. The, the, That's how this works now. <laughs> the first goal by Albert Elise. The ball being sent. First of all, Carter Manley just a step too late, as Kinder mentioned in the commentary. And then um, the ball manages to get past four of our defenders, uh, Manley included. Uh, Calvo and, T- and Jerry were uh, marking the same man. Uh, Jerry had another man behind him who was Elise, unfortunately. Um, this is a kind of a textbook, textbook uh, goal that Minnesota gives up. Yeah, um, far post low cross early in the game. Early in the game. Yeah. Um, never mind the fact that 
neither of those guys were marking one of the best young strikers in the league. Yeah. Oh, this is really, I'm sorry. Oh, this is really good. I'm sorry, but the same clown show mistakes keep happening. Yeah, it, so so that that was I think a moment where we were all thinking, okay, the record has been from last week is back on. We're just watching the same show in a different place. Mm-hmm. I think my personal excitement came back when Ramirez tried to chip the goalkeeper from a great distance. Uh, was it was it close to the halfway line? I forget how far it was. It was reminiscent of Charlie Lloyd's World Cup goal. Mm. Yeah, around that distance. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was ahead of midfield or behind midfield. Um, it was it was ahead. Um, Ramirez's was I think probably like two steps in front of the center circle. Okay. So he picked out that top corner. Unfortunately, Joel Willis wasn't as far off of his line as he we hoped he would have been. Maybe, maybe this goal looked a little bit more impressive from from our vantage point in the supporter section. But I thought it was incredible. No, yeah. I mean, he just yeah. j- just manages to, to to hand the ball out yeah, of the net. Willis had it all the way, but it made it a little bit tricky for him. Unfortunately, Ramirez having to come off in the twentieth minute thanks to a hamstring injury, bringing in Mason Toy. Which, hey, listeners, when Mason Toy comes into this game, you will see if you watch the broadcast that Amos McGee's. Uh, match notes are in full HD view of the camera. No. I hope someone can go and take a screenshot of these HD notes and get them to us because I'd like to see what they say. No, I've I've seen them and all they say is back into the left, back into the left, <laughs> back into the left, which is very weird. Just Mason Toy is a forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like maybe it's it's something about how Quintero is going to be taking up more of the right hand flank. Yeah, maybe and that's it. That's maybe, probably it. Maybe I don't know what they were thinking, but that's probably it. You just go into Amos McGee's like training, like uh, slideshow sessions, and it's just him in front of all these newspaper clippings with little red tape like <laughs> across them, like connecting all the dots. Amos uh, McGee, a kindred spirit. <laughs> well, the 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 equalizer coming in from a penalty. Yeah, Miguel Ibarra, inch-perfect cross for Darren Quintero. Um, had Fuenmayor not handled it, it probably would have just landed to the outside foot for a, a tap-in goal. Well worth watching this goal on on a highlight so real or watching this game again for this goal because Mayor looks like basically he's just been told that old Yeller is going to be taken behind the shed and dad's got a shotgun. <laughs> he looks um, sad, so sad. I, I almost feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> almost. He's like Bambi at the start of that movie. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, he looks like a deer in the headlights, you know, or, or deer's mom is in the headlights. He's but like anyway, at the end of every single Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so Quintero gets the goal, does two cartwheels, then dabs. This is, can we, what, what is the opinion on the dab? Points on the line here. Um, if, you're done, it. if you're going to finish like that, I don't care what you do to celebrate. Negative 10 points for Caleb. All right, Colin. Um, I'm going be discriminated against for my young and hip views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you go eat some avocado on yeah. your toast? You're young I'm and hip. Going to have tomorrow suggest. for breakfast, you dicks. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to throw this I'm out there. You're, you're young so and cheap. hip views on the dab are ones <laughs> are that like, were about four care. or five <laughs> months old, sir. Yeah, yeah. You're Steve Buscemi with his fellow kids. Uh, get up from Thirty Rock. But anyway. It, so Quintero gets the equalizer. Ibsen, then with the no look backheel nutmeg. How many like words can you put to describe this goal together? 
I think you just summed it up right there. Ibsen did not have a great game. He served up all 90 minutes of his quality into one moment. But he knew we were going. No, no, no that was off, his celebration. First off, all 78 minutes of his quality. Oh, yeah, quality. that's right. Um, Ibsen didn't have a touch for about seven or eight minutes before that, then did not have a touch for about five minutes after. Okay, I know that a little bit of that was the VAR review, but still... Taking away points from yeah. Colin for uh, that negative 25 points for insulting Ibsen. Ibsen knew he was going to score the winner, so he knew he didn't have to put in effort for other parts of the game. He knew he was just going to do it. That's how he is a god of soccer. He just knows, so he did it. You know yeah. what effort uh, he should he didn't put in? Defensive effort. That's what. <laughs> Can I just point out that Medali Barra basically created both goals. He didn't do the assist mm-hmm. on the penalty, but he sent it in the cross that caused the handball, and he assisted on the game winner. Medali Barra leads the lead in game winning assists with three. Ibarra uh-huh. is coming into the kind of form we used to see from him in the NASL days when we were really high on him. Uh, I'm really, really excited for this iteration of Ibarra. Ibarra, Quintero, and Ramirez are such an incredible combination together. Um, I, I Again, I think third game that we're thinking this is yeah. such an exciting combo. All Ibarra needs is confidence. And I think playing alongside of a player like Quintero with his quality gives him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives him more freedom to run forward and send in those crosses, which he's so good at. Now, I'm ready to say that Bobby Shuttleworth is the superior keeper no, out of the he, two. Base, he, he is. He yeah, had an excellent I mean, game. What a shot stopper in this game. Single-handedly keeping Minnesota United in with, I counted, I think, three game-winning assists or uh, saves. Game-winning saves from Shuttleworth. And you can kind of say that his biggest save, the one against uh, Kyoto, was almost an assist because right after that, we started our game winner. Right. It was right after the bleeding from that save. I, I'm really glad to see Bobby back. Another person who came back in this game is Colin Martin, who made his season debut. Baby Driver made his debut. Um, he played the Devon Doe with uh, Ibarra, and that led to the, the game winner. He kind of came in for, he came for Nicholson, kind of shifted up the, the formation uh, to more of a 4 3 3 almost. What do we think of uh, the hyena, Alexi Gomez? May also making his Minnesota United debut in this game. fast. Yeah. He's like really, really fast. Um, it was surprising to see him in central midfield. Um, I think that was primarily just Ibsen probably appearing gassed for some strange reason. Um, he knew he was going to score the winner. Sure. <laughs> so if all if, if Alexi moment. Gomez is the fast, who's the furious in our team? I think, given Alexi Gomez's history, he's also the Furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to say Ibsen, but... Negative 10 points but also, for Colin and plus 25 points for Caleb. Nice. But if you wanted a serious answer, probably Bobby Shuttleworth when he yells at his defense. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's also true. Okay, so this game, I think you made the point, Caleb, an unconvincing victory for Minnesota United overall. Yeah, the, the cracks and... In the formation are still there. The defense is still weak. Just had some couple, a great, couple great saves from Bobby Shuttleworth. Uh, we had maybe three shots on goal, but we took our chance as well. Yeah, we so, finished two of them, and you know Houston was unlucky. Yeah, and that's that's fine. That's I'll take the win. I'm not complaining about the win. The flip side for Houston, they had nine missed shots in inside of the penalty spot. Like mm-hmm. if you drew a radius from the penalty spot. They missed nine shots from just inside there. Yeah. I mean, that shows you Bobby's impact. That shows you the um, 
Well, it also shows you the fact that they were shooting away from Bobby and thus shooting over the net. Yeah. Or they were just shooting poorly. Yeah, I think, I think there there is a certain amount of goalkeeper pressure that goes into those mistakes. But I also uh, I, I concede your point in that a team that was a little bit more common composed that maybe didn't have so many players out would have been able to do better. Now, we have to fix our defensive mistakes. I think that is something that's certain. One thing to keep an eye on in the future, those Mason Thor. I remember one moment in this game where Quintero made an absolutely gorgeous lateral pass to, to, to Toy, who had come in for Ramirez. Toy runs with the ball into the box. He tries to pull kind of a little bit of a fancy pullback move, but uh, unfortunately, it's a little too much for him. He's still a little raw. But I, I like the yeah. kid's enthusiasm. He had some flashes. Um, we kind of ratted on Carter Manley a little bit. He was playing as one of the best winners in the lead, but also Hatcham did one-on-one moments defensively. NSC now, in, in other Minnesota United news, National Sports Center's training pitch for Minnesota United has turf. This is actually the main stadium at NSC, uh, so no more grass field there. Uh, they had the rubber belts put in today. Wyatt Omsberg, he of center back fame and Swedish Amish heritage that I'm making <laughs> up, um, has gone back and forth on loan to the Delta Roughnecks. Yeah, so he's uh, it's a USL loan contract, which means that he's eligible to both play for Tulsa and Minnesota um, this season. Um, apparently, he was in training on Tuesday yeah. with Minnesota, despite the fact that he had played 90 minutes on Saturday for Tulsa. Just This was just actually a ploy for him to rack up the frequent flyer miles. Probably went to the coaches and said, hey, guys, I need some more miles, otherwise I'm leaving. And they were like, all right, we'll send you on loan. Let's not forget that Calvo is going to be going off to and play with Costa Rica at the World Cup. At the end of this month, too. Right. The, not only that, probably even sooner, I, I would guess middle of this month when camp opens. Yeah, camp opens before the World Cup. World Cup may start in June, but Calvo will be gone long before that. Omsberg needs the minutes to improve. I kind of see him as Galman back in the NASL days. A lot of yeah. promise, but yeah. needs minutes to to kind of find his place as a player. Excited for him for the future. Let's now move into a segment that we call the top step. But the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. In the top step segment, we cover the latest news from America's top step of soccer, our Division One Soccer Leagues, Major League Soccer, and the NWSL. First up, our opponents from this coming weekend, Vancouver, uh, hosted Real Salt Lake and beat them 2-0. After that uh, no mercy showing in Sporting Kansas City, where they got hammered, Vancouver coming back with a strong win. But they also came really in strong, with though. yeah. <laughs> they also came in with some uh, interesting songs in uh, honor of Carl Robinson and the fact that they have historically been a very not that good team. Yeah, the Southsiders putting some very self depreciating songs there. Chanpo, go look that up on Twitter if you so wish. Blondel. Uh, makes a great early run on goal. He gets past the keeper. He's about to get his first MLS goal. The commentator saying, will he get his first MLS goal here? Ron Howard says, no, he won't. Yeah, gets tackled uh, at the last moment because he hesitates too much and uh, misses out on his opportunity. Another person who missed out, Breck Shea, who gets a ball off two bars, the crossbar and the post, somehow managing to, to achieve... The impossible. I mean, because he's Brett Shea. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. very true. So who who did manage to get these goals for Vancouver? Nick Beasler, that's who, because he gave up a penalty by 
basically just knocking over um I'm trying to remember who exactly it was. It was a football tackle. It was it was yeah. not not pretty, um, not functional for him. Uh, Christian Teixeira then takes the penalty, scores it, takes off his jersey for the second yellow. Vancouver, not strangers to this happening. Eric Hassley, he of cheeseburger frame from San Antonio Scorpions, also famously had uh, scored a goal and then celebrated by taking off his jersey to reveal an identical jersey underneath it, thinking he had found a loophole. Turns out, no, getting sent off for a second yellow. I had totally forgotten about the circumstances of that. I believe that was also his debut for the Whitecaps, but I might be mistaken oh, on that's that perfect. front. So, yeah, Tatera will not, will not be playing this weekend in Minnesota. Yay. Bummer. Um, Blondell did eventually get his first goal. Alfonso Davies just dragged a nice little pass would have gone in, but Blondell decided that he uh, wanted to play Harry Kane. Yeah, a 2-0 win, but not def- definitely not a dominant win. Uh, yeah, Salt Lake had their chances. Um, without the penalty, it turned on to Salt Lake just as easily. Speaking of without the penalty, Atlanta managed to get another penalty in their way. 4-1 win over Montreal. Can Atlanta win without penalties? I don't think so. Worthless United team in Atlanta getting a, another scrappy win that they did not deserve. Actually, I think they probably ended up deserving it eventually. Uh, would not have got it. Um, he can't hear you right now. He's in denial. Hey, denial is a great place, okay? A great civilization called ancient Egypt came up around denial. So, um, please note, Notch would score that minus 25 if, of course, his computer had rebooted in time. Um, Montreal <laughs> actually did go up early in this one. Um, Safir Tider um, got onto a cross in the 12th minute. Well, that's his first goal for Montreal this season. Or ever. Just in general, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, he's he's new yeah. in town. Yeah, right. Um, Atlanta eventually... The highlights for this game, by the way, um, just pretty much skip over everything until the 66th. Um, Loon's legend Chris Duvall um, handles it in the box, unfortunately. Almiron gets that penalty I was talking about, and then the floodgates open, they get three more goals, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Kratz has two good free kicks in this game that went in. Yeah. According according to Jeff Reuter, Kevin Kratz, guy who was offered a trial with Minnesota back in 2016. I've worn takeaway Hello, points darkness, for that. Hello, darkness, my old but, friend. Uh, for making me feel bad. You know what else made me feel bad? The fact that Atlanta had two highlights in the Sports Center Top 10. Minnesota United with their incredible no-look-back heel nutmeg not featuring even once. Hashtag Calvo was righto uh, about lack of respect. <laughs> Put some respect on it. Anyway, um, Toronto going up against Chicago and finishing this game 2-2, two of last year's best teams. Someone should be panicking. Someone is in crisis. I need you guys to tell me who it is. Is it Toronto or Chicago? Who should I be worried about? Hashtag panic, eh? Hashtag clutch your pearls. I don't know. Hashtag. I think Toronto's going to be fine. Yeah, um, Chicago definitely have the bigger issues to sort out. Giovinco did manage to get a cross that was converted by Osorio. He almost got a second goal, but it was called back by VAR. VAR featuring a lot in this week. Yeah. In in action. Vasquez manages to get a goal. VAR award Chicago penalty after Nicholas just brought down the box. Schweinsteiger steps up to the box. Shock of shocks. It wasn't Nicholas taking the penalty. And shock of shocks. Alex Bono saves it. Yeah. Pretty, pretty bad for my boy Bastion, who does manage to redeem himself with a headed goal in the 69th minute. Nice. nice. Okay, both of you get 10 points for that. 
Alan Gordon gets the late winner. I've heard that before. Yeah. Except for it was an equalizer. I made the same mistake during... Oh. It's funny. Notes. He did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. You just wanted to be a winner with Alan Gordon, you know? Right. You just wanted to be do a winner. He scores late goals. And do it's... you really want it to be the winner with Alan Gordon? I don't know. I, he's I, a nice he's, guy. He's a yeah, I'm sure guy, he's fine. You know? I mean, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Philadelphia hosting DC United and um, getting the win... 3-2, Philly snapping its winless streak, putting some cheese on that steak with its first game with multiple goals for the Union uh, since their season opener on March 3rd. I feel like this is a very important question, though. Um, what do you put on your cheese steak? Nothing. I don't really like cheese. Philly cheese steaks. I've never had New like, game. an official one. Oh, God. An authentic one from Philly. I've never been to Philly. Okay, I'm I'm gonna head off Collins' rant by giving by him ten points. Um, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna okay, give yeah, you ten just, points, just keep going. Yeah, you know, let's just keep going. Uh, I'll take um, my ten points, but I'm okay. I'm disappointed in this game in general now. Okay, so uh, after going down early, Philly returns through Ibsen's son Ilsenio. Um, I have a similar finish. I have a slower roller into the bottom right corner the only difference of course being that it came off of uh dc defender frederick briant it was in fact off of his back heel so just kind of a like it's goal and he yeah. wasn't he wasn't looking at the goal either so kind of a back heel no look goal minus the nutmeg of course il senior playing well on the right hand side and uh just generally making the difference for philly in this game darren maddox does get dc's equalizer with a great volley that you should go watch but unfortunately dockle Getting that goal for Philly as well. CJ Sapong also also getting one in the net. Good time for um, Dockle to get his first goal for the club. Um, very, very, very poor start for him so far this season. Columbus, the crew, hosting San Jose and ending up with two goals. San Jose's one. San Jose are now six games without a win since... Their home opener. Against? Yeah. I don't want to say it. Okay. Don't want to say it. Don't even want points, huh? Oh, all right. No. Minnesota United. It. it was against Minnesota United. <laughs> that was the correct answer for those who did buzz in at home. Um, Caleb, should we just start taking points from that? Yeah. I mean, I, I started that <laughs> last segment. So, so an awful Follow play gets Columbus I, I the... No, uh, I, I'm just looking at your computer. I do not see an Excel spreadsheet. So so an awful yeah. play gets Columbus the opener. Huh? An awful play? <laughs> That's minus 10. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Awful scoring half an hour into this game. Zardes knocks a goal wide off the far post from somehow from like two feet... I, from the I think it's, I, the, the, there's a defender in front of him who was like slided in, put his hands up to block his face. And I think it, I still think it hit his arm. Mm. This wasn't called. I prefer to think that Jassy Zardis turned back into Jassy Zardis there. Or or the defender just put his face up and went, boo! And Jassy was like, oh no! And just kicked the ball away. You know, just scared him. Um, the umbrella A gets Ella. the... A, A. Sorry. 20 points. Uh, yeah. Gets the winner. Seven minutes from the final whistle. It was his first goal since 2016. I love me some Mike Grella. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that somebody else did not pick him up this year. Hey, you, I think, gave me crap when I suggested that we should have picked him up because he had a double kneeler placement. Yeah. One of you gave me crap about this. 
You know, it was probably me. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure because I was like, oh, that guy. But anyway, uh, New England, speaking of that guy, New England uh, getting one goal against SKC, that guy, Teal Bunbury, continues to, to do some stuff. Yeah, he's been having a really, really good year. Um, continue play despite seemingly being offside Ended up being the game winner in a 1 0 win. Um, the ball is determined to have been played off of Roger Espinoza. So, according to that offside rule scarf that the Chattahooligans Hooligans put out, which I have now, it's have so scarf. glorious, by the way. It is fantastic. It is beautiful in person. Um, so, it is, this is such a bogus rule that just because a defender plays the ball, the attacker being in a clear, I mean, he is, Bunbury's yards offside. Well, yeah, he's decidedly outside, so. But I, I think the rule is right there. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's no, the, the decision cor- was correct. Yeah, I dislike is, the rule. I like the rule. Okay. No, I like the rule. Really, if I, I want to take like three hundred points from you because this rule cost us the NASL semifinal. That was a bad interpretation of the rule. But if a defender makes a bad pass, if a defender makes a terrible bad pass as a goalkeeper and a striker intercepts it and then scores. Even though there's an offside, that should be that should count. But that's the problem with the rule. It says that the defender has to be quote unquote intentionally playing the ball, and that is so incredibly subjective. You you can't like look into the defender's thoughts. Well, only if you ask them forty nine questions. <laughs> All right, let's move on to L.A. versus New York Red Bulls. Uh, Red Bulls traveling to L.A. and getting the win. The game ending two to three. Royer getting on the score sheet. Surprise, surprise. Finally, yeah. He's been having a rough go of it so far this year, so good to see him on the score sheet for And not only that, scoring from like the exact same spot that he's missed multiple goals. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of indignation as Alessandrini scores to equalize, but then it's called back by VAR. Also, a Zlatan goal disallowed. Finally, there are MLS referees showing Zlatan, who's boss. He's like... He's still boss. He's like centimeters offside. I don't know how they determined he was offside. It was not a picture of it. It wasn't even the highlights. They didn't even show in the highlights. I I guess he was offside, though. But that happened before the game winner by Red Bull. You, yeah. know, you know how you know in, in any yeah. good story, you know, the hero does really well in the beginning, but then he has a crisis. And then there's something in, injustice, something unfair happens to him that makes him question himself. And everyone feels sorry for the guy. And then he comes back. That I would think involve, that's Zlatan's story. That would involve Zlatan questioning himself, though. He's never going to do that. Yeah. He's too... He, I, I think know, his questions might be like, why am I so awesome? Or something like yeah. that. Like he'd, he'd be that kind of guy. Anyway, uh, Red Bull's getting the winner off a penalty. I'd be remiss to mention, though, that Gios, if I didn't mention, Gioso Santos got a goal, ran up to Zlatan to celebrate. Zlatan clearly holding up his hands for a high five. Gio says, no way, I'm jumping on top of you. Eagle. <laughs> Except my love. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Colorado... Playing Orlando at home. Again, the answer to Caleb's question. Are Colorado good this year? No. No, nope. they're, no they're not. Nope. Someone needs to save McMathlete because he was having a, a very poor time of it. Um, Baji does go, store early for Colorado. Did in their first ever goal against Orlando. Um, After, in their fourth meeting, I believe. And then McMath concedes who scored that. It was a... Uh, he, he did a goal. And McMathlete curls up on the goal line in the fetal position after the goal goes in. Also, it should be mentioned that Enzo Martinez makes attempts to make a bicycle clearance. Like, then there's one opportunity when he should not be bicycle kicking a ball. It's a clearance. Bicycle kicks straight to Gita, who shoots no, it at goal. It, like, goes, like, 
five feet downfield to Adita. Francisco Calvo surprisingly good at bus rotation clearings. Clearances. He's been do. He's done it a few times, and they've all gone. Hey, far you know what he should do? That instead of whatever he's been doing. Uh, I will. I will give Collins the... fifteen points for the truth there. Um, in in this game, what what else do we have to talk about? Justin uh, Mira missing a or not missing, but getting getting yeah. a cannonball shot saved. Yeah, he's just been unlucky. It's it's trying to seem like he's not not to score at all. Um. Yoshi Otun uh, draws a foul on the box from Dylan Maris and then converts a penalty to give Orlando the win. And they're fourth in a row? I think I wanna so. Say, I want to say the fourth in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah, sure it's fourth yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New York City FC, three. FC Dallas, one. I beat you to it. Did I get points for that or did I get points? No, I was going to take a break. So but that's Oh, okay. well, uh, Jimmy Marr gets, gets peppered by goals from... Um, is this Medina and Via Via scores his 400th career and career goal and his 401st career goal. Did I, they go out to his namesake pizza restaurant afterwards? Because uh, I, no, I, no I would on at that. the very least buy him a nice pie for 400 and 401. Do you think you'd buy him 400 pizzas? Like, is that is that what happens when you score? Is that but another pizza based soccer team was Leicester. Every time they won their championship season, you get pizza too. So, I mean, that's how all soccer teams should be. Yeah, so you should have pizza pride every time you win. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'd have just like extremely overweight players all the time. Like you know, that's fine. Ronaldo would nine be f- would be de jour. Oh my god, that would be fantastic. Bring back Ronaldo nine. The Fort Lauderdale strikers tried and did not succeed, but. Uh, 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 are you talking about the Fort Lauderdale Seagulls? <laughs> Throwback for our longtime listeners there. All right, with that, it is time to take our break. We shall return with part two of our show where we finish up talking about U.S. D1 soccer and then move on to much, much more. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. We are still in the Top Steps segment discussing these top divisions of U.S. soccer in our final Major League Soccer game of the week. LAFC hosting Seattle. Yeah, hosting in their new stadium, the Banks. Banks. How's it pronounced? It's B-A-N-C. Philip Banks? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Banks. It's not Banks. That would be stupid. Spell it that way. Yeah, like if it was bank, you'd spell it correctly. Yeah. Anyway, terrible game. Absolutely terrible game. Um, but LAFC did win on a late Lawrence Simon free kick that St- Stephen Fry basically Robert Green into his own goal. Yeah, that was a. It was not a great uh, goal to have go viral, which this goal did. Uh, yeah. Quite a bit of mocking of MLS goalkeeping resulted. To which I say again, um, I, I've said Just this many times before on the Bobby with his save this week. No, 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 no. I, I've said this before on many other pods, which is just that I don't care. If you're sitting in a bar at six in the morning 
while I'm sitting in the sun in Minnesota or in the snow. I don't care. While I'm watching live soccer, I do not care about your opinion. If you're sitting in England watching whatever the hell you're watching, whatever the hell you're watching, I don't care about your opinion. The the end all be all of this is the peop, good people of LA had live soccer that they went to and they enjoyed it. Although Hollers um, happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, also speaking of goalkeeper mocking, um, the fans opened up their new stadium by also doing that chant. The homophobic chant um, in Spanish. And um, LAFC coming out with a strong statement along with the primary supporters group of their team saying that anyone doing the chant in the next game will be ejected. I am very excited for this quick and... um, intense statement i look forward to seeing people actually being removed from the stadium for for doing that chunk i look forward to them having five thousand security guards in mass to take out that many people you know I, honestly I've no this reaction no I, I i i i honestly think that it's one of those things where at this point let's see what happens the fact that they've come out with this statement so far this is all that we have to judge if they want to kick out everybody, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know what they'll do. But we had Atlanta who had the same problem in their first game and they've stamped it out. Let's see what happens next game. I'm not saying that they won't stamp it out eventually. I'm saying that if they're saying you will be removed from the stadium if you are found doing this, that's a lot of removing that's going to need to happen. Maybe they have the the gumption to do it. I don't know. But the fact is, at this point, we don't know. If they don't do it, if it continues to be an issue, we can rightfully criticize them. So far, I think they've taken the right steps. Let's move on now to talking about the (laughs) NWSL. First up, Houston getting beat by North Carolina Courage. What else is new? North Carolina winning. (sighs) They're really good. You expect them to win at this point. All their games. They're just so good. I mean, I'll be honest. Houston's not that good. That being said, North Carolina are a fantastic, fantastic team on both sides of the ball. There's there's no doubt about that. They are very clearly the class of the league. There was a great sequence of saves by Sabrina D'Angelo to maintain uh, the clean sheet for North Carolina here. Yep, as well as a pretty fantastic curler uh, just to start out the second half uh, by Kristen Hamilton. Um, corner poorly cleared away. Um, Hamilton apparently had been told that she needs to take more shots, and she did. Apparently, every other team also told that every other game had to end one-one. <laughs> so the Washington Spirit played the Red Stars, and this was the first action of the year for Chicago Sam Kerr and Julie Ertz. Yeah, um, Kerr was on international duty with Australia. Um, Julie Ertz is coming back from a knee sprain. Um, so she got subbed on kind of late. Um, Francis- or Francisca Ordega uh, was able to bundle in the far post cross in the fourth minute um, to open up the scoring for Washington. Uh, Red Stars equalized in the, I believe, 20th minute. Big thing that Caleb noticed in oh, this yeah. game. Red Stars have the best jerseys in all of American soccer. This has been true for a little while. Like, this is, uh, I, I believe... The last jersey they had also released before this one was incredible, and it it's uh, for those of you who don't know, it's the basically the Chicago flag turned into a jersey, yeah, to stylized into that. And more teams should do that if they're f- 
city flag is cool and not lame. Which yeah. d- is very, very, very rare. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Orlando playing Seattle again, ending 1-1. Ali Long gets the opener through a poorly cleared set piece. Kind of a theme, unfortunately. Um, uh, for Orlando, though, uh, Marta's back. Gets, uh, gets a free quick goal. An incredible one, in fact. Yeah, and about 25 yards out, curls postage stamp into the top corner quite a beauty marta's back that's that's like the most frightening thing that anyone outside of north carolina um could imagine don't say it's a comeback because it isn't because utah managed to get their first goal in team history the utah Royals scoring at home against portland who also managed to get another goal through tobin heath who was also given the game of the week for her thorns goal Goal of the week, you mean? Um, say? Game, game of the week. Of the week. Uh, you know. yeah. Minus 0.5 points for you. That's right, just a slip. Yep. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that being said, that wasn't even the best goal of the game. Amy Rodriguez breaks all the ankles, leaves Megan Klingenberg um, just kind of flat-footed for a save. And for those of you who are fans of the U.S. Women's National Team or NWSL, you will note that 5-2 Megan Klingenberg not a goalie. Is she even 5'2"? She might be shorter than that. She might be 5'2 with, like, larger cleats. Larger spikes in her cleats. If so, she's 5 feet 1 of awesomeness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, I love remember when she cleared the ball off the line in the World Cup. That was perfect. That was great. Uh, unless you've been living in Iraq, you know that Chivas uh, managed to get the series win against Toronto in the uh, Golf Champions League final, despite... penalties, which... Sucks, but there's always next year. Toronto's going to be back next yeah. year. So uh, Michael Bradley has now uh, betrayed two nations, United States and Canada, with his terrible, terrible soccer skill. Only one to go to complete the collection. Right, exactly. Let's now move into a segment that we call Get Low. In the Get Low segment, we get low and talk about U.S. lower leagues soccer. Um, I you know I don't want to talk about Rocky Camisos buying the Sky Plan to put five hundred million dollars, which isn't a lot of money, into soccer. I I really don't like I. If people want to get into bonkers conspiracy madness, they can do that some other time. You know, I just want to point out all of this because USSF's response to it quickly was basically multiple letters saying, okay, cool, um, before we do a meeting, can you give us, like, I don't know, a fucking outline? Yeah, Rocco, as gone at the deep end, for lack of a better term. Gone? Or has been in? I think just getting further and further. Yeah. Okay, uh, let, let's talk about USL. Speaking of getting further, let's get as far away from Rocco as we can. Talk about USL. Sacramento. Tying Tulsa 1-1. Omsberg plays those 90 minutes. Apparently not at fault for the goal. Um, Which is good to hear. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tulsa have actually had the worst defense in USL so far this season. So uh, the fact that they were able to hold Sacramento away Mm -hmm. to just one goal was uh, fairly impressive. Even more impressive, though... Oh my God! FC Cincinnati's first goal against Ottawa, a goal kick bounced off a player and then volleyed in from fifty yards out. Yeah, just um, again making it into the Sports Center 
highlights, uh, deservedly so. And uh, speaking of highlights, really quick, we should mention that in the Eastern Conference in the U.S., a Louisville City playing six games on 16 points, leading that uh, conference. Tampa Bay Rowdy's in second place with 12 points, seven games, same for Red Bulls, two in the Western Conference. Also, the LA uh, Las Vegas Lights have had two red cards in the past two games. Uh, you so, should keep track of that yeah. too. But moving on to the Western Conference, we should talk about the fact that Orange County SC is in the first place with 16 points, having played eight games, having played seven. Sacramento is in 15 points, second place, and Real Monarchs rounding out third place with 13 points after six games played, two games in hand for the Monarchs. All right, let's now move into the next segment, uh, which we call the Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in Mind your own business. In the Stiff Upper League segment, we turn our attention to soccer from the land of Stiff Upper Lips, England. We're basically at the point where the top teams in the EPL are just playing out the string. Uh, Man City has already won everything. Really, the only game of great consequence uh, was, of course, Manchester United winning 2-1 against I shudder to even call that Arsenal, given the fact that I think they rotated nine players. They did, in anticipation of playing Atletico Madrid in the Europa League. Uh, Arsene Wenger touchingly being given an award by his old foe Alex Ferguson, some cute antics between Ferguson and Jose Mourinho while photographs were being taken. Very touching scene. Uh, You should go watch it. If you so wish, and then watch uh, Arsenal yeah. lose on a fella in goal uh, late on. Arsenal juniors at that point, but uh, Reese Nelson, Baylin Niles, and that great center back who I can't remember uh, the name of. And Mav- Dino Mavropanos. Mavropanos. Yeah, all which, his know, yeah his senior cool. debut, Old Trafford. Yeah, and they played well. Yeah, and those three youngsters, twenty and under, played well for Arsenal. So the future is bright there. Mkhitaryan, though, um, subsequently gets injured on his return from injury because oh. fuck everything. The interesting thing right now in the EPL is the relegation race. 11 teams, I believe, mathematically still in reach. Yeah, um, West Brom get condemned to relegation with two points from Swansea or um, if they fail to win pretty much at all um they've got tottenham at home and crystal palace away theoretically speaking southampton could be safe and newcastle could still be relegated uh because of goal differential um huddersfield are on 15th place i believe um they it's not looking good for them. Man City away, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. So, I mean, at least they have three points in the bag. Uh, Swansea have probably the most consequential of uh, run-up games. Their midweek home match in the final week is against Southampton, and then they host Stoke on the final day. Stoke in 19th, Swansea currently in 17th. You also potentially have West Ham United having David Moyes host his former employers, Everton, when maybe given bad results, they might really have to worry about that game. We forgot to mention earlier in the United Passion segment that Adrian Heath, Minnesota United's head coach, has been given the position of Everton Giant. 
Uh, I'm just waiting for him to replace Big Sam at uh, at Everton because in his video, Adrian Heath said, "We'll see you soon" or some such. Adrian Heath, a giant. I've I've never heard such a bigger oxymoron. <laughs> well, a um, few other quick points. Sunderland have released coach uh, Chris Coleman. They have also been put up for sale with their previous owner paying off all debts. So the likelihood that Sunderland will actually find owners quite high we also had a a very heartwarming story afc wimbledon are now in a position where they cannot be relegated this year uh, unlike mk dons who were relegated from league one so next year afc wimbledon who will remain in league one will now be above the team that's that was so cruelly um Actually, the, the the team that was so cruelly moved away from Wimbledon, the former FC Wimbledon, um, which then became MK Dons. So, so a lot of karma there. One of my favorite things that happened this year when they were playing each other was FC Wimbledon when, would chant at the MK Dons fans, where were you when you were us? Yeah. That was pretty great. Also, pretty clever too. Were AFC Wimbledon fined because their programs did not include the name MK Dons, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I I, I hope I'm, that if there's an Austin team that that's if the crew are moved to Austin, yeah. we do the same thing. I'm pretty sure the supporters group for AFC Wimbledon raised money to pay off that fine for the team. Yeah, if if they haven't yet, I will throw money towards that GoFundMe. Okay, all right. Let's uh, now move into a segment that we call "They Don't Call It Soccer" in brackets. Some do, though, where we cover stories from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, Europa League, where Arsenal played Atletico Madrid. Uh, 1-1 draw, despite being up a man for 80 minutes. Yeah. I was having such severe flashbacks. Despite the fact that it was nice and toasty in my house, I was shuddering with, like, frostbitten feet from that fucking Atlanta game, it was just shooting through my memories and shooting through my veins the entire time. And it was agonizing, and it means that Thursday is going to be probably a terrible day. I'm I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I'm very... Yeah. On the side of the bracket, uh, Marseille beats Salzburg 2 nothing with Talvin and Najee. Strong for Marseille. In their home leg. Get your bagpipes out because it's time to play a sad uh, rendition of Taps to the fact that um, the Serie A title race is over and not in the way that we really wanted. Fiorentina defeating Napoli 3-0. Juventus defeating Inter 3-2. Sad, sad times. Juventus getting their seventh title in a row. Uh, Napoli done 10 men in their game. Koulibaly, the, the hero of last week, throwing that game winner against Juventus late. Sent off in this game early. Um, leaving the dates open for uh, Fiorentina. Um, yeah. Speaking of seven in a row in the SPL, because we, I suppose it's kind of stiff upper. Yeah. Um, Celtic win their seventh SPL title in a row. And Rangers, where, which uh, the the Scottish Premier League was trying to avoid this happening, but Rangers, uh, Celtic conveniently lost their last game. Um <laughs> And managed to get in a situation where they won the league title at their historic rivals' stadium. And absolutely thrashed them. It was like 5 nothing. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. 
Uh, Champions League update real quick. The most important game to this podcast occurring tomorrow when Liverpool take on Roma. <laughs> However, Madrid <laughs> taking on <laughs> Bar- uh, not Barcelona, <laughs> Bayern Munich and the game ending 2-2 Real Madrid going through. Yeah, uh, Sven Ulrich becomes real life FIFA glitch. <laughs> his face was contorted. He he like his hands went in weird directions, and, and then they went into the pitch, and then they came back out, <laughs> and he flew out. <laughs> Basically, uh, bad pass to him from some Bayern Munich player. I don't know who, um, but he forgets that he can't handle the ball because it's, it's a deliberate bad pass. So he goes to the slide to catch the ball with his hands and like tries to just light up there at the last moment and just whiffs completely. Trim uh, Benzema latches on, scores his his first goal of the game. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or was that his second? He scored. He scored a brace in this game uh, to see Real Madrid through. Uh, Kimmich and James Rodriguez stored for Bayern. Not enough though. Bundesliga roundup now with two match weeks left to play. It's it's still the race for third and fourth place. Dortmund getting a tie with Werder Bremen one one. And staying in third place, 55 points. In fourth with 52 points is Hoffenheim, who this week managed to beat Hanover 96-3-1 in a, in a very good result for them. RB Leipzig going down again, this time it's 3-0 um, again to, to Mainz. And again, RB Leipzig having a man sent off. So they remain in sixth place with 47 points in fifth with 51 is Bayer Leverkusen, who were beat by Stuttgart 1-0. And then finally, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt losing 4-1 to Bayern. Uh, we had talked about how last week Eintracht Frankfurt coach Niko Kovac now leaked as the Bayern, as Bayern Munich's next coach and how that had demoralized Frankfurt. Well, turns out it had the intended effect when Bayern went to, to play them. Are you really sure that it was just that? Yeah, I can't I, see any other reason why Bayern beat them by so much. I really hope that in the Pokal final now that Frankfurt are able to pull this through because they have now essentially given up their chase for a Champions Europe. League spot. All right, well, that's all of the soccer news for this week. Let's now move into a segment that we call Soccer Things, where Colin dips deep into the dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. We almost belabored the fact that Zlatan's goal that was called off for VAR uh, wasn't even worthy of the highlights for um, the Galaxy Red Bulls game. And I gotta admit, it, it seemed a little bit fishy at first to me. I realized something with this. Zlatan's second goal in MLS was so obviously offside and yet VAR did not call that off so it surprised me that they were going to call one off for the one who could feasibly just with his powers change the video and actually show himself as questionably onside and instead they gave it and took it away from him on one of the hardest ones to find any clear evidence of a mistake. I'm fairly certain that the reason that they didn't end up showing it is because MLS actually did realize the error of their ways. Not that they 
shouldn't have called that as a no goal, but that they realized that they cannot be on the wrong side of the Zlatan. I'm fairly certain that Zlatan just gave everybody in MLSHQ a look, which, by the way, most of them were in town for the LAFC opener of Bank of California Stadium. Zlatan was able to just look over to them and say, you fucked up. You're welcome. And they just, they were shook. So that led the social media team and the people that cut those highlights to say, you know what, let's make sure that we don't make Zlatan look like he was offside. Let, let, let's just make sure that that Zlatan looks good in this. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Let's not piss off Zlatan here because they are very legitimately concerned that Zlatan is going to bicycle kick their heads in if anything else happens. Not necessarily because he's a bad guy. Just that that's what happens to people when they get on the wrong side of those lots on. You know, I thought you would have gone with um, uh, somebody admitting that they were a government informant or a doctor getting his office broken into and records being stolen or confederation presidents or nations being threatened over a world cup bid but um when would zlatan being offside i mean i i would definitely say that it's a big story if people at mls are making their decisions based on fears that they are going to get their heads kicked in but oh well i guess i'm gonna sacrifice the points that you haven't been tallying up in the second half of the show (laughs) Well, you know, I, I was very concerned because I was the one that ended up on the wrong side of Caleb not actually getting 300 points taken away. You only threatened it, and that makes me upset. Uh, you got points taken away for being upset. Negative five. Sorry. God um, damn it. So with that, let's uh, let's tally the points up. Turns out that Caleb has 50 points and Colin has five mm, at the mm, end of today's mm, episode. Mm, what, uh, what, 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 what? Turns what, out the what? points don't matter, so you don't oh, win. <laughs> Are we supposed to do an improv game now? <laughs> I don't know. Just say yes. <laughs> Seen from a hat. <laughs> I love right, that show. It's a great show. What, why don't you guys improvise telling people where they can uh, find you on Twitter? I'm at Olson 716 I'm also the winner of this game. I don't care if it doesn't matter. I, <laughs> I'm taking it. I won. God damn it. Also, <laughs> I'm um, Thanks to Titanics for letting us use our song Lustless as our theme music. Uh, and check them out on Facebook and Bandcamp and Twitter and all that stuff. I'm over at The Attachment. Uh, you can also find my writing at E Pluribus Lunum. Uh, it's going to be a little bit late this week because I'm also busy hosting every single night of Trivia Mafia, save for this one. Seriously, I'm reading so many questions. You can find me at TWO United Fans. You can find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. You can also please tell your friends about this podcast. We'd really appreciate having more listeners or for you to leave us a review on iTunes. And with that, we shall take a break for a week and return next week with more We Call It Soccer.